Oh, it's another one. It's another Brad and Brit cast. And, and my goodness, it's great that you're listening. It's great that you're participating, Brit. As for me, I've got a nice, cool glass of uh, iced tea with real lemon, not the brand real lemon, but real lemon in it. And that makes it even better. So I'm happy. I don't need <laughs> me, much. I, I got to ask you a question, though. When are we going to yeah. get back to the real important things in America, like Matt Lauer clearing his reputation? <laughs> you know what? We're not, because we don't care. <laughs> we just don't care. I think the man deserves another swing yeah. at it, and I think that we need to get back to the important shit in life. Yeah, be- because uh, we need to talk about the real injustice in this country, Matt Lauer's reputation. How white does he get guy, it back? White yeah. guys who have clearly sexually uh, harassed and assaulted and raped people right. being able to have their, their, day, their say in the public sphere. Yes, that needs right. to be done immediately. Uh, according to my schedule, if we can fit this in today, uh, we've got Strom Thurmond booked, oh, and uh, he has agreed to help Joe Biden pick a vice presidential candidate. Holy Who better? Crap. Holy Who better? crap. I had no idea this was happening. Now, I have in front of me two pieces of unopened mail here. Mm. One <laughs> comes from Charles Schumer of the Senate Majority Pack, please open immediately. And the other one is from Lindsey Graham, U.S. Senator. And on the front of the envelope, it says, if you agree that keeping Republican control of the U.S. Senate is absolutely crucial, and by the way, who doesn't, then I hope my re-election campaign will be one of your top priorities. Pick an envelope, please. Oh, I got to go with Lindsey. Lindsey's my boy in so many ways. Please. Did I have the uh, the great Karnak envelope yes, well open there? Yes. All right, here it is. Uh, and by the way, this is not addressed to me. It's addressed to my wife, which, by okay. the way, is even stupider than, than addressing it to me. Right. She's about as likely to, to want to vote for Lindsey Graham. Um, for many Americans, the, the, the bottom, President Trump will never get a fair shake from the radical left and most of the mainstream media. They despise him, and they can't get over the fact that he won in 2016, and they crave more power. I face these kinds of sleazy tactics every day, and as one of President Trump's closest allies and golfing buddies, I threw that in. <laughs> I am one of their top targets for defeat less than six months from today they've already raised 1.7 million coming uh, i'll tell you what we've we've uh, sent money to jamie harrison his uh, opponent and uh who knows who knows right now uh so, so there's, okay lindsey there's graham lindsey graham take, the, the message of lindsey graham is take my money right you i mean you you broke your neck writing that check didn't you yeah uh <laughs> oh here you go here here's the uh, the, the page that you, you check off how much money you want to send it's got a little note. I agree with you that the Democrats and the radical left will use any crisis to further their agenda. From daily attacks on President Trump to their attempts to load the emergency stimulus bill with billions in liberal pork barrel projects, they've lost the trust of the American people. If that isn't the ultimate 1984 George L. Orwell, what's up is down, what's right, right is left. No, that that stimulus bill. What ninety percent of it went to to uh, to large businesses and, and, and people that didn't. Okay, so so of course they they write the off. All right, there, all right, you want the Chuck Schumer one now? Here we I'm go. ready. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, sis boom ba. Sis boom ba. 
um, Chuck Schumer. Our country, our world has been through a very uncertain, difficult time these past few months. Let's face facts. Donald Trump isn't the only threat we face. It's Senator McConnell and his Republican Senate majority who have allowed him to do real and lasting damage to our values and our middle class. Of course, this is old news because, uh, as you know, Senator McConnell and the Republicans stood up firmly to President Trump these past few days, especially the uh, clearing out of uh, legitimate peaceful protesters around right. the White House. Right. So, and, and, and they said that will not stand. We will not have that That's in this country. Said. We will not slide down the road to dictatorship, Mr. Trump. That's it. We're out. We're drawing the line. And even if it costs us our seats, we want to do what's best for Can America. It, and if that I means... Be honest with you? I got to be honest with you. I think that maybe they went a little too far in their criticism of the president. I think they probably should have woke back a little bit. I think they were a little too yeah. intense. Well, and I mean, I, and by the way, I'm underselling it. I mean, they just hit <laughs> they, him hard. Oh my God. I Woo. thought they were going to storm the White House. Woo. It was amazing. I, I, I love all the articles that say Republicans finally start to break a couple of them. What? And, and, and every one no. of them, every one of them, they would never mention his name and they would just say, I disagree with the idea that U.S. military troops should be, or, or that the, uh, the Secret Service should be able to use tear gas to, cl- you know, they, they disconnect Trump yeah. from what happened. And yeah. Trump, in a, in a hypothetical sense, in a, in a hypothetical sense, I don't think it's right that if this yes. were to happen, it yeah. would be right. <laughs> and even if it did happen, I don't think it would have been right. Or uh, my favorite one is the, and, and, and this guy's the most unctuous piece of dung, go, that Ron Johnson of Wisconsin. He's done this 20 different times. You know, they, they, they uh, catch him walking into some room and they, they hold the mic out and they ask him, well, what do you think of what uh, Trump did? And he I didn't see it. I don't know anything about it. I, I, I'm not aware of the actual incident. Okay. And, and then they keep walking. Um, but Trump picked up on that and, uh, he got a, a, a vicious grilling on Wednesday morning from Brian Kilmeade of uh, Fox and Friends. I think he went on Kilmeade's uh, radio gig and Trump disassociated himself from what happened to clear out the path for him to be able to walk from the White House to, what is it, like a 1,000 yards or something? It's not very Some, far. Right. A 1,000 feet, maybe. Uh, he couldn't go a 1,000 yards. Are you kidding? That's no, about, that's about no. hang on, that's about one-fifth of the length of a, of a golf course. Although. And he never walks a golf course, right? That's true. I, I think if you put a bucket of KFC at the end of that 1,000 yards, I give it 50-50 shot. But but he he went out of his way to of course try to lie his way out of this while taking credit for it as the greatest moment since you know since since Jesus's uh, resurrection a couple weeks ago. Did I miss that? Was that in the news? <laughs> no, it didn't, didn't make it. Didn't didn't right. happen. Um, but he said I had nothing to do with the planning. I didn't know they were going to do this. I had no idea. So as usual, I take responsibility for nothing. I take credit for everything I selectively want to, and I pretend I didn't know anything about it. My hands are clean. But why should they be clean? You're owning it. You like it. You like what you did. You apparently think that those pictures of you with that Bible is the greatest thing ever. And you've got some support here. Here he goes. Here we go. Uh, the headline is, he wears the armor of God. Uh, Evangelicals oh God. hail. What is Trump's that from? What, what is that? What, what publication is that from? It's from the, the, the Guardian. 
Oh, Lord. Yeah. Uh, nobody accuses Donald Trump of subtlety. Yeah. Uh, not every Christian answered the call. We have the Episcopal priest in D.C. who just whacked him. But then we move down to the supporters. Ready? Um, have you ever heard of the Jericho Walk? I've heard of it. Explain it to me a little more. The Jericho Walk in some evangelical circles refers to the biblical book of Joshua, where God commanded the Israelites to walk seven times around the opposing city of Jericho, whose walls then came crashing down. Okay, there you go. And so they're comparing what Trump did in using the military, which he had nothing to do with and didn't know about, with this Bible story. Wow. Well, it's I, it's not only that, but Mike Esper, the Secretary of Defense, said he had no idea they were doing that, um, and kind of inferring that if he had he known, he probably wouldn't have participated. But now I believe he's had to go out today and clean that up a little. I believe he's had to remember some things that he wasn't remembering back when he was telling the truth. And uh, apparently he has decided that, yeah, he did know they were going to the church. Uh, I'm pretty sure he didn't know that they were going to shoot rubber bullets and gas peaceful protesters. But I, I'm, but Esper has had to go back and kind of uh, woe back and kind of take some things back this morning. See, and we've got four years of this now under our belt. We can't believe that not one person, not one person at that level, cabinet secretary, secretary, mm -hmm. doesn't resign immediately. This isn't a question of, of your apparently updated version of a half-ass walk back of a tiny bit of truth and courage on behalf of Mark Esper, the defense secretary, right. the hapless loser who replaced General Mattis. And Correct. by the way, where is he? Why doesn't he I... speak? What is wrong with him? Are, are you going to uh, uh, do your duty well, to your country look, as it becomes a fucking dictatorship? The Jesus most Christ. important thing anybody can do right now who opposes Donald Trump is to write a book. I think that is the most important thing that you can do for your country right now. And I think the John Boltons of the world and the Mattises and everybody else who may be writing a book, oh, Brad, that's, that's going to bring about some very, very specific changes in this country. Yeah, and by the way, that Bolton book is fantastic. Oh, Have you read it? Are you it? kidding? Yeah. It really hurts my heart that that whole thing has been uh, overshadowed by a million other things. It really, right. really just hurts me that John Bolton's not going to get so, the full well, impact of that shit. In, in case you're not picking up on what we're saying here, there is no John Bolton book. No, no it book. never existed. It's not <laughs> happening. It's not out there. Remember, it was going to be, first of all, the book was going to take down Trump oh, oh. in the middle of the impeachment, oh, then yes. it was going to be delayed, and we were mad at Bolton because he was uh, helping to hold it back, and he wouldn't mm -hmm. testify in person. And now, all these months later, there is no book it's at all. It's not there. There's no book. So every one of these collaborators, they're as bad as, as the Vichy France people. They're as bad as the East Germans right after World War II. You see what side they took? They went mm -hmm. right with the Russians. They, they're as bad as these people for going along with Donald Trump. I don't know if you've picked up on this in the last few days, Britt, but boy, I sure have. I have never read, I have never read more mainstream publication columns and cries, not just by the usual suspect columnists, by by outside people, outside scholars who are saying, we're playing with fire here, that this country is on the road 
to authoritarianism and dictatorship, not in the histrionic way that uh, uh, cacklers like you and me have been saying for four years, because we don't know anything. What the hell do we know, right? But these are folks who have studied the fall of democracies around the world. And there is this, this arc that we seem to be following uh, along with Donald Trump, and we can't figure out a way to stop it. And I know they simply we just vote him out. That's not that's not the question. <laughs> that, that is not the question. Okay, it's it's how did we have an entire political party lay down for this guy? And you have to ask the big question: in service to what judges? Really, really is your is your life going to be enhanced that much when we don't have a country left? But you've got judges who have no authority because. The judiciary is probably going to be disbanded anyway because Donald Trump and whoever his successor is, Don Jr. or Ivanka or Jared, they're going to be the ultimate ruler on everything, right? Who needs right. courts? Who needs courts? I mean, I've just read uh, uh, column after column, piece after piece. And by the way, if you've read the the George Will column yeah, of this week this. Yeah. is, I, I'll tell you what. I don't think I'm ever going to write anything ever again because I'm embarrassed to be writing in the same language. <laughs> use the that, same language that, that, George. that George Will does because my use of English on, on a 10 scale is minus three compared well, to, here's to the, how, here's the thing how, about that. George Will has no baseball season to concentrate on right now, so he can really pour all of his energies into oh, this. That must be it. <laughs> that that must be it. That's yeah. what the deal is. Yeah. He's got, it's it's really good. It's in the Washington Post, and um, and probably a local paper near you, and probably a local and on on this thing called the internet. It's really very strange. A political party's primary function, <clears throat> just a little bit of this, is to bestow its imprintor on candidates, thereby proclaiming this is who we are. In 2016, the Republican Party gave its principal nomination to a vulgarian and then toiled to elect him and to stock Congress with invertebrates whose unswerving abjectness has enabled uh, his institutional vandalism, who have voiced no serious objections to his Niagara of lies and whom T.S. Eliot anticipated. That right there, what he just wrote right there, and what he just packed. Oh, it gets into, better. It gets. Uh, that's, by the way, that's amazing. That's a new. That's a new phrase. Niagara of lies. That's you good. see, people. There's this place in uh, New York called yeah, Niagara it's, it's, Falls. It's, 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 it's actually on the border. Part of it's in Canada. Then people go there and they honeymoon. It's good. Those who think our unhinged president's recent mania about a murder two decades ago that never happened represents his moral nadir have missed the lesson of his life. There is no such thing as rock bottom. <laughs> so assume that the worst is yet to come, which implicates national security. A broad anti-Americanism sleeps lightly when it sleeps at all, and it is wide awake as decent people judge our nation's health by the character of those whom power is entrusted Watching to our indecent people in Beijing and Moscow. Uh, we'll post a link to this into the podcast so that you guys can click on that and read it for yourself. Because again, the George Will piece is very, very good. Yeah, that, that was not your best reading. I know. That I'll get better as time goes on. It was. It was. It. It didn't get the read that it deserved. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. Mark Esper uh, today did say that he does not support invoking a law that would allow the president to use the military for domestic law enforcement amid nationwide protests surrounding the death of George Floyd. Esper's remarks represent a break with the president who has threatened to deploy 
active duty troops to quash protests if governors do not dominate the demonstrators. I would encourage everyone who is listening to quit, quit our podcast right now. I would uh, encourage everyone to Google the Insurrection Act of 1807. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. And this is a very circular kind of thing. But the Insurrection Act of 1807 goes back to a compromise that ended up with the election of Rutherford B. Hayes as president of these United States. I don't know if you know about this uh, this whole situation. but oh, yeah, everybody that, knows this. Come on. This is, so, Boring. <laughs> and eventually you get to posse comitatus, and the reason that posse comitatus was agreed to was so that the South – could be uh, uninhabited and uh, you know by by northern troops after the Civil War, which was about slavery, which is how we got to where we are today in America and why we are this close to civil war. But you know, those are things that happen as well. Um, I, we should talk about the huge story of the day, which is that the president, and of course, in just a couple of tweets took the RNC away from Charlotte, North Carolina, saying that Roy Cooper was completely inadequate and in allowing 50,000 people to jump on top of each other in an enclosed space coming up this summer. So fuck you, Roy Cooper. Donald Trump is moving the RNC the hell out of Charlotte, and he All is right. currently, I don't know, scouting venues. All right, let's, uh, let's roll the clock back about two years. Uh, Trump had been in office for uh, only a year, maybe a little bit more, and it was uh, do-or-die time on picking convention sites for 2020 for both parties. And at that point, nobody wanted any conventions. Not any city wanted any of them, okay? And the Democrats were able to talk Milwaukee into it because they thought that uh, Wisconsin, again, was going to be a crucially important state, which they lost by just a, a teeny tiny slice back in 2016. They thought putting it in Milwaukee was a good idea. So based on conventional wisdom on where you put your uh, uh, convention, uh, that, 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 that was pretty down the middle, right? Mm -hmm. made, made sense. Okay. Um, nobody bid on the Republican convention. Not one city in the country. So don't listen to what they say. Don't listen to what they they uh, put up on the Internet or, or, or say. Or, or Watch what they do. And what they, being the entire country, was saying back then is that they did not want a coronation ceremony with the controversy that would be surrounding the re-election of Donald Trump in 2020, since it was somewhat controversial in 2016, and cities had been losing money on conventions for, for many, many years. They, they're like baseball stadiums. They're sold as it'll bring tons of business in, lots of jobs, blah, 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 and, and then... They end up being net losers, except for the restaurants that get filled up for four days or whatever it is. Anyway, nobody wanted that convention. And Charlotte raised its hand. And remember, the, the Democrats who, who are in control of, of Charlotte said, what the hell are you doing? What, what is that? And the Democratic mayor, V. Lyles, convinced Everybody, let's put it aside for a minute, and we know how to do a convention. We just did one in 2012. 
we can do it again, and we will show that we are bigger than the politics, bigger than the partisanship. So on that score, okay, you've got to give it to them. You know, you suck it up. We're we're not a a Republican city, but okay, we'll be good hosts. Um, Now, fast forward through all this, and it's clear that whatever was decided back then doesn't apply right now to large events, whether they're baseball games, NBA games, national conventions, and Trump sees an opening. Trump sees an opportunity to try to drive what he thinks is a wedge through the citizens of North Carolina, Mm -hmm. that we're just outraged. We're so mad that we're not going to have this wonderful convention in our state. Woo! Because look at the publicity you get when a convention is held in your city. But the jobs, Brad. Yes, it's like having a Super Bowl. It's like having having the NCAA Final Four in your city. You have people who, you have Republicans who fight like hell to keep the the minimum wage from going up to $10 an hour who are bleeding. Their hearts are bleeding for Uber drivers right now, Brad, who are not going to make money for uh, three days. Right. So, so wait. So, so Trump, about what, it seems about what, about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, starts in with this, uh, uh, Governor Roy Cooper, if you can't guarantee flat out that uh, two and a half, three months from now, that we'll be able to fill up the uh, Spectrum Arena with 20,000 people, uh, nose to nose, breathing on each other, with no masks, no right. masks right. allowed, if you can't do that, then God damn it, we're pulling that convention out of your city and taking it Wherever. Lots of people want No, they, they didn't want it then. If you think they didn't want it then, how bad do you think they don't want it now? <laughs> and just, also, right. by the way, Cooper, you got a deadline. If you don't get back to us by Wednesday, right. well, you better give us something or we're going to be – you're done. Right. So match that up with the king of the broken contract, Donald Trump. The king of not paying the painter or the carpenter or the roofer. Or, or jamming them down and paying them 20 cents on the dollar and saying, go ahead, sue me. This is the ultimate example of that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Even though his name is not on all these contracts that were signed, I guess, between the Republican National Committee and local vendors and, and, and the, uh, the arena. And, so you're and, saying his name, his name is not on those contracts? His name is no more on those contracts okay. than it is on the check well, that was sent the, out to people in, in the mail. Okay. But the, good, the good news yeah. is, uh, if his name wasn't on there, and if it did happen, those people stood a chance of actually getting paid. So that would—that's at least one positive out of this. But now, oh, they were all—I'm sure everyone was going to get paid because yeah, Trump his, wasn't on there. You're right. Please. That's exactly why. Thank, but now, thank you, Jay, for walking through the joke with me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, now. They're going to get stiffed by proxy, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're getting stiffed by proxy on be- be- behalf of Trump. But what city would want this? Okay. Well, first of all, I mean, that Brian Kemp guy in Georgia has said he wants to like, but there's no way Atlanta's going to do it. Fuck He's it. talking out of his ass. There's Atlanta, no way. Yeah, what are they yeah gonna Atlanta do right now. Yeah, perfect place. Yeah, I think so. yeah beautiful. I think it's good. Oh, no, we'll do it in Macon. We'll do it in Savannah. Savannah can host. Fuck, I, I, I can't think of a more uh, democratically controlled city than Atlanta. You're 100% right. There's have no they, question have about they it. Ever, have they ever had a Republican mayor in not, Atlanta? Not, in my, not since I've been alive. Yeah, I'll tell you that. Right. 
Um, and so then you got uh, Ass Baby down there in uh, Florida. He's he's like stepping up. But again, every every city that you can think of is not gonna like Miami, Orlando, Jacksonville, Tampa again. Jacksonville's the only city with a Republican mayor in Florida of size. Well, there it is. Yeah. That's that'll be that'll be an interesting. And if they wanted to use, oh, that would be neat. Uh, if they wanted to use the football stadium for anything. Like the foot, like the football stadium was used in Denver for uh, Barack Obama back in 2008. I can tell you that Shad Khan, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, might provide some uh, resistance to that. But but it, you can't force this <laughs> on people. You're going to watch it. And they, he's, and they, he's forced they, a lot of stuff on a lot of people, and you're well, going to watch it here. It's going to be pretty close. Brit, and there's there's going to be a critical hue and mass cry. time, baby, for this guy. Oh, it, I agree. It, but you're going to you're going to have down. a lot of people who are going to be crying. Hey, we are we're in a recession right now. We fucking need the economic stimulus. You little crybaby snowflake pussies need to suck it up. That's going to be the. I, I, eventually, it's going to be in Oklahoma City what? or Tulsa or something like that. I think maybe, maybe I'm not paying close enough attention to the to the news and to the, all the articles. Have we actually had not just what you hear or what you think might be an affirmative step up to the front offer by no. anybody no. to 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 do this? And the answer no. is I think no. no. And there's a good reason for it. And Trump has done this how many times where he says something, pulls it out of his ass, throws it out there, it's a taunt. It's a threat that he really can't back up. But then he gets too far into it. He's painted himself into a corner with a policy or an idea. And what has to happen? Behind the scenes, people scramble to make him look correct or not look quite as dumb and bad as he has been for his original insult. And this is a perfect example of that. If Trump was a a smart guy, really a smart guy that, that somehow his supporters think he's a bright guy, you would have lined up the next city already, and you would be able to say to Charlotte, thank you, but we have San Antonio ready to go. Yeah. We have San Diego ready to go. Thank you for your service. But he can't do that because, remember, he's all about winning the next 90 seconds of news coverage. He's not w about even winning the next 90 days. No, this, so this gonna, he couldn't think that way. This is no. going to kill him because they're not going to end up with like a major American city, which is something that he wants. They're going to put the secondary or tertiary kind of market, and that's going to kill him. Even though he's going to act like it, it's like his people, and that's who he loves. I, but, I, see, the, the the problem is you you can't get you know Milwaukee and Charlotte are right at the size of of cities that are just big enough to be able to handle it they're just uh -huh. enough they're just sure. enough hotel rooms that's right you 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 can't have it in toledo you you can't do it you, well let you, me throw this let me throw this one at you what about those whores in las vegas we know the we know the people in Las Vegas and the politicians out there. I don't think there. so. I, 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 I'm just throwing it out there as as a as a possibility as to bail his ass out. He can claim it as another hometown. Of course, he's had a hotel there. I know everybody been there for many years, but blah blah blah. blah. And then Las Vegas steps in, and uh, I, I'm just saying that 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 might well, be a possibility. Well, it, any anything's possible. Um, and. Yeah, he could do it under the guise of, well, they, they need people to, to, to stay in the hotel. I mean, I get that. You're, you're yeah. right. That, that's actually, that's actually a, a fairly decent idea. But, but, uh, again, um, I, I, 
he's just such a boob. <laughs> what <laughs> massive, else to say? Massive, he's just a massive tool. Just a, just beyond beyond hope. Oh, hey, I think our I think our special guest is here, the one that you were talking about. I think. Oh, I've got can we get Strom Thurmond in here? It's a machine on. It's a machine on. Can you hear me? Strom, have you been staying? Inside, have you been getting food delivered? You're not going out, not risking it, because at at your age, once you hit uh, uh, four digits, over a thousand, <laughs> you're you're really in the uh, group of people that are vulnerable to the coronavirus. So, Brian, you are crazy, community. I have seen with great sadness all the law breaking been going on across America, looting, destruction, property, and it saddens the strong throwing is hard. Yes, I've been using the Grub Hub, and I. I use them to go ahead and get the food delivered to my house. I got some mail from uh, Lindsey Graham. Oh Lord! I lo- and what did what did Lindsey say? Well, he wants uh, he wants us to send him money so he can defend his seat against. That's right. Just like with uh, Harvey Gant, um, like Jesse Helms ran against him and said. You know, a black man wanted that job, and yes. you had to give it to. Well, see, a black man wants Lindsey Graham's job, Jamie Harrison. Did you know well, that? Lindsey Graham's seat is very important to him, so he'll do anything to defend it. Thank you very much. I, okay. Does he want to collect that check from you at a rest stop at three o'clock in the morning with stall number four, tap your foot four times? Is that where he wants to get the check from you? Oh, I doubt that. Oh, I believe that's what. Hey, the, the reason the reason we have you here is. Uh, uh, we know that you were good friends with Joe Biden yes. when you were in the uh, Senate with him for, oh, it must have been 25, 30 years. So you saw him come in as a, what, like a 29 year old guy? I saw him come in from Great State of Delaware, first state, of course, and I made many good friendships, hard fellowship with Joe Biden, even though I disagree with his policy almost every turn. And then, of course, he went to work for a black guy, and then that was a whole other situation. But, yes, I know Joe Biden very, very well. Yeah. Now, the uh, the vice president, if we can call him that, Joe Biden, has said he's going to pick a woman. And he said this back in March. And that kind of locked him in on that. Then, in the last few weeks, uh, we've had the situation change. Um with uh, Mr. Floyd being killed up in uh, Minneapolis. And I know that, that, that you condemn that kind of uh, police brutality and, and you're like all uh, right-thinking Americans and saying that changes have to be made. But what that's done with Joe Biden's vice presidential pledge to pick a woman, it seems like it may have narrowed it down to he may need to, to pick a black woman because the circumstances have changed. Would you agree with that, sir? And you're a shrewd political operator. You've been on all sides of every fence. It's bad, Brady. It's about time. A black woman took proper place in the United States of America. I say proper place. I don't believe that I'm talking about my bedside. I'm talking about in the White House, the United States of America. I believe it's finally time a change is going to come. Right. So, so. As far as you're concerned, there there has not been a black woman this close to the White House or in the White House since Sally Hemings. Is that right? Hey, I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Thomas Jefferson had good taste in women. I give him that much. Found the Democrat Party. I hate him so much. I was a Democrat for many years. But, yes, he had good taste in women. 
All right. Well, I'm going to name five black women, and I want you to rate them. No, not well. Okay, I, I, I shouldn't say it that way. That's I want not you nice. To assess their suitability and abilities and their possibility of being the best candidate to run alongside of Joe Biden. Ready? Five black women, or I, as I used to call it, Saturday night. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Stacey Abrams ran for governor of Georgia and, and barely lost because the other guy ran the election and cheated. Fantastic. A woman who really is accomplished. Uh, fantastic question. Sean Thoman puts her odds at being number five on this list, I believe she is the least likely person to be least. chosen by Joe Biden, I'm afraid. Unfortunately, in this particular circumstance, I believe not, her stock has fallen. Not enough uh, national experience, huh? Well, in terms of rating, solid seven, seven and a half. Strong Thurman would never say no. Okay, all right. And I uh, mean never. All right, try this name. Susan Rice, National Security Advisor to President Obama. Susan Rice. Susan Rice, man, right-wing piece of crap, said that she was a uh, uh, lover of Hillary Clinton. In fact, uh, in the Benghazi episode, there are many people that think Hillary Clinton, Susan Rice was making love while Benghazi was burned down. That's why Hillary Clinton didn't answer the phone. Susan Rice, I will say on this particular list, uh, she is number four. We're almost, four. almost going order. I would give Susan Rice a solid eight, possible eight and a half on a strong throwing scale. All right. The uh, former police chief of Orlando, Florida, now a uh, congressperson from Florida, a uh, very prominent place during the Donald Trump impeachment hearings in the House, uh, Val Demings, Val Demings. I give it a nine. I give nine. it a nine. I believe that Val Demings is number one on this list and the most number likely one. woman really? that Joe Biden would choose vice president, not only because Strom Thurmond has had fantasies about the former Orlando police chief handcuffing him and then scouting out a safe word, but I believe she, at this particular time, represents a lot of things that the Democrat Party need, and they need to get into some of that law and order bullshit that we've been spouting for 50 years, uh, longer, longer right. than 50 years. So since she's uh, uh, from Orlando, was police chief of Orlando, I understand her safe word is Mickey. Hey, oh, I believe I, I think even the Disney lawyers would get after you on that one. They'd yeah. probably get you in court and drag your ass, but it ain't goofy. Just, just for saying it, huh? That's exactly right. Boy, they're, they're tough. All right. Kamala Harris, the senator from yeah. California, was a presidential candidate. Kamala Harris. I'll give it a 10. I'll give it a 10. I love Kamala Harris with all that I got. Represents two important, very important constituencies. Not only African Americans, also Indian Americans, a growing part of our society, of course, very affluent, very accessible. But when it comes to her position, what she does, I think she's number two. She is most likely, in Strom Thurmond's vaunted political opinion, most likely to be the Attorney General of these United States during a Biden administration, and that may be where she is more valuable as post-vice president. She is the second most likely one on this entire list. All right. Um, I have one name that seems not the most obvious, but maybe it's more obvious than we realize after what's going on in the country for the last 10 days and uh, uh, watching her on uh, television talk about the situation in her city. Uh, she seems pretty impressive, at least to me, but I'm not the expert here. You're the expert. The mayor of Atlanta, uh, Keisha Lance Bottoms. 
I had number three on this particular list. I, number two, I, really? I love her bottoms. I believe she's a fantastic woman, of course, a leader of a massive, uh, if you will, uh, city, uh, a world-class city. Uh, but I believe for our particular purposes and Joe Biden's purposes, number three on the list, number three uh, on this particular list. But in terms of hotness, I give her eight, eight and a half. Solid on the strong Thoman scale. Very solid. Now, are you you are aware of the fact that she is the daughter of the great Major Lance, who had uh, many hits in the 1960s? He was a Major a, Lance. I'm not familiar with Major Lance's work. You don't, you, on, don't you know the song? Oh my goodness! The, yeah. that's, a, that, that's not the Oogum Boogum song. What is that right there? What, what is that? Mm-mm, what is that thing right there? That's the mm-mm song. Mm-mm song. Well, I, yeah. that, that's a good one. And, and then he had another hit called Monkey Time. Monkey we used to call time. those race records back in the day. Well, there some radio yeah. stations that would play race major, records. Major Lance, very impressive. Great, uh, just big hit records. You heard them on KHJA and CKLW and the rest of them. They were, they were everywhere. They were back everywhere. Back when the anyway. boss jocks ruled the world. Yes, yes, they were. So, so you're, you're going with, uh, Kamala Harris as your top choice here, or Val Deming. Val Deming's your one. Kamala Harris, two. You, either one of them, I think, are the most, you kind of flip them, one or two. Although, in strong Thurman's rating system, Kamala Harris, just a slight bit hotter than Val Demings. Okay. All right. Thank you, Strom, and uh, 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 rest well, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. God bless America. Get those National Guard troops out there to protect the three or four Confederate monuments we have left. Speaking of Confederate monuments, you know, they they, uh, yanked down the statue of Frank Rizzo in Philadelphia. Who's and, Frank Rizzo? I'm not familiar with him. All right, so Frank Rizzo is the equivalent of of having Robert E. Lee oh. up as a statue in uh, Atlanta right now, bigger than all life. Frank Rizzo was a hard-ass police chief who got elected mayor several times, and he was, quote, tough on crime. Mm-hmm. He was the head-banging, many people believe, I'll say it that way, racist son of a bitch who crapped heads in Philadelphia mm-hmm. and uh, this, is a, this is what it says on Wikipedia. A 1968 lawsuit charged Rizzo, that's back when he's police chief, and the Fairmount Parks Commission in a class action suit alleging targeted harassment of hippies in Rittenhouse Square. Yeah. So he was one of those guys. He's, he was that He was that guy. Okay. He, but, but here's the thing. And, and I haven't spent much time in Philadelphia. I've probably been there for two days, maybe, at, at, at the most. And, and I didn't even realize there was a statue of Frank Rizzo in Philadelphia. My question is, why? Why, why was there a, a statue of Frank Rizzo in Philadelphia? Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. Is it because people in Philadelphia are really awful people and quite ignorant of history? I, no, they were no. there. They, oh, they can't I, be oh. ignorant of it. Oh. It has to have been on purpose. Is it has it be- to have been because the the uh, black folks and liberals couldn't stop it. Oh, what other reason? It. Why would it be up there? Is it because is it because Philadelphia was pooped out of the ass end of Camden, New Jersey, or how how, does, how was this allowed to happen? So they did take they took the statue down. Well, first it got defaced over the last few oh, days, and then they decided they decided to uh, uh, put it into hiding. So now. Maybe Frank Rizzo wants to uh, double up and take a nice long vacation with Silent Sam because, mm. <laughs> you know, airline flights are cheap. We can put him on a uh, 
we can put her on a, uh, a a flight together and uh send them off to some other country that uh that, that might want to to house them but uh it's just a little sidelight story there's so many of them this is, a, is a, the death of um of Rizzo is very very interesting you know he was uh, i guess this was the first guy that Rendell actually beat to be mayor of Philadelphia yeah. Back in this is like in in 1990, it said Rizzo was expected to employ hardball tactics on the Friday four days before his death. He walked through the largely black 52nd Street neighborhood in West Philadelphia with community leaders, but on the following Tuesday, which is July the 16th of 1991, he suffered a massive heart attack. And then this guy named Joe Egan replaced Rizzo on the nom- as the nominee, and Rendell went on to win the November election, served two terms as mayor, and of course he went on to be governor of Pennsylvania. Correct? Mm, that would be him. So yeah, there you go. That's that's how that's how that happened. I do have breaking news though on this important story about relocating the RNC. Uh, apparently, in a story yesterday in Politico, uh, Republican National Committee officials will be touring Nashville, Tennessee later this week, Brad. Perhaps Thursday or Friday, scouting out a location to replace Charlotte because Roy Cooper royally effed everything up and screwed the state of North Carolina, dooming himself to failure in November's election. I absolutely think that. Everything you just said is 180 degrees wrong, and I know you were joking. <laughs> and and they can have it. Go ahead, own it. Country music bullshit and all in Nashville. Enjoy well, it. Have that's fun. the funny. That's the funny part of it is again, that's another city I think that is lousy with Democrats. I think that's a fairly blue city. I know people want to think that it's just some redneck outpost where people just eat chicken fried steak and walk around with Bibles thumping them all the time, but that's well, that's not at all what Nashville is. I'm telling you, I, I was looking at that list of the the uh, 50 largest cities, um, and Nashville did not have a Republican mayor. Yeah. And by the way, remember, most cities, you look at that list of the top 50 cities, uh, I, I think only five or six of them have Republican mayors. 40 to 45 cities uh, are, are, uh, are are Democratic mayors, and that's that's just the way it is. This is, how and, the, this is how the article is written in Politico. Nashville is one of several locations which Republicans are expressing interest. See, this is just them bullshitting. Others include Las Vegas, which I talked about, Orlando, Jacksonville, and it says Georgia. It doesn't say Atlanta. It says Georgia. Because as you mentioned, there ain't no way in hell Atlanta's going to have that thing there. So where are you going to have it? Fucking Decatur? What, what are you, <laughs> where are you going to put it? If it's going to be in Georgia, I, you think it's going to be in Valdosta? The, the, uh, the San Antonio's mayor is a quote independent. I don't know what that means when you're in Texas. Okay. Uh, then you have San Diego. Then you drop down to Jacksonville. Then you drop down to Fort Worth. And then you drop down to El Paso, then you drop down to Oklahoma City, and then you're to Fresno, California, Mesa, Arizona, not Phoenix, uh, Omaha, uh, Colorado Springs, uh, Miami. Uh, uh, this is an old fucking list, Francis. But I, 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 I would, like the place like Oklahoma City again. It's I, I would say that's similar to Nashville. If anybody thinks it again, that's a red meat eating uh, Republican. Let's go out and deer hunt on Sunday afternoon kind of place. That's they've been trying to attract millennials in that city for a while and doing a pretty good job. They built up their downtown area a lot, and it it ain't it ain't what they think. And we may be talking about the wrong idea here. It may be completely irrelevant 
what the party is of the mayor, because, mm-hmm. number one, you have to consider the legislature and who the governor is. But you also have to assume that Republicans, all of them on the local level, are just as full of shit about uh, caring about coronavirus spread and masks as Trump is. You have and, and you can't really assume that because most people are not that irresponsible. And because you're a mayor, you're right on the ground with your people. You're not detached sitting in some uh, house in Washington uh, protected by the Praetorian Guard uh, with a with a safe room 12 uh, uh, stories below ground. Oh. Did you catch the lie that he told about that one, too? Well, well I didn't go there at night. I toured it. <laughs> I toured it, and I it was during it. the day. That, so the story, wrong. that story got to him so fucking much. That story just got to him, and he couldn't take it. He couldn't handle it. Right. So then he aggressively didn't tell the military to clear a path for him. He told them in no uncertain terms, I'm not telling you to clear a path for me to be able to walk over there <laughs> and hold up not my Bible, but... A Bible. A Bible. <laughs> you know, he's such a bad liar. He's such a bad liar. Mr. President, is that your Bible? It's, it's a Bible. Bible. It's a Bible. You're right. You're right. Uh, is is that your child? How can a, you have that a much, child. <laughs> how can you have that much practice at lying and still be so terrible at it? How could you? How, how's that possible? Well, what what gets to us is not only what you just said. But the fact that Collaboration Nation, the Republican Party, the excusers, they willingly do not notice when he says things that are so patently sick. Is is that your Bible? It's a Bible. <laughs> that, that was not a question. We weren't we weren't doubting that it was, although for all we know, it was a prop Bible that was uh, used on the set. Of a, of a TV show and doesn't really have anything on the inside of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we just stole it from the uh, Ramada Inn down the street. Just took <laughs> one from one of the rooms in my hotel. You know, I have a hotel here. Did I tell you that? Yeah. Jesus. All right. We've we've done way too much damage for one day, don't you think? I believe you're right. I think you're right, too. Bradandbrit.com.